0: Three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Wall go! Rebound. Box. Back out to Allen. History final. with five seconds
1: remaining. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast.
0: Shakalaka. Hello and welcome to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm the NBA Matrix and today I am here with Mally himself, Mr. Live My Fantasy, for the Washington Wizards show. Mate, I know I asked you to make an X, I know I asked you to make a Twitter, but the X wasn't, you know, to make a name for a porn site.
1: Yeah, I... When you said X, I didn't hear the following four X's. But this is this is my handle. This is what I'm going for. And if we can pick up some um some free f- f- uh flashlight traffic, then
0: all the power to us. I reckon, <laughs> mate. Uh, we're not sponsored by uh, any adult shops or anything like that. But the blokes that have brought us here. Uh, Ryan from Astute Newstead, um, helping you with all your mortgage solutions. I know when I needed, um, I refinanced my home loan. Um, he saved me a bit of money and actually got me uh Got me some money for extension in my house. So slide into our DMs, get in touch with us, and we will get you in touch with Ryan. And, of course, we are brought by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly. Um, I've got a few of them in behind me. Um, They help you pour the uh, perfect nip. So if you've got to drive home, you know exactly what you've drunk when you're drinking spirits. But the reason we're here, mate, the Wizards. What Interesting team, really.
1: No. Uh, they are this year. They weren't, they weren't, uh, well, I guess they were last year, weren't they? But for a very different reason. They were established with, um, you know, a couple of all stars that aren't with them anymore. So we're looking at them in a different light this year. And for fantasy, probably a, an exciting light.
0: It's especially exciting for me. Um, I often try to tug, like, we live in Australia. People have ESPN. They watch the games that pop up for free on League Pass. We watch what comes up on, you know, when SBS have their have their specials. It's not teams like the Wizards. It's teams like the Lakers. I think the Bulls, due to Michael Jordan, will always be relevant in those sort of, I suppose, spaces. And um, OKC games and some of the games that have Australians in it seem to pop up a little more often. Um There is Xavier Cooks here, but realistically, your mainstream, like if you're in a comp with 12 blokes, you know, eight of them are casuals, they're not really going to be looking at the Washington Wizards. So we're going to try and help you get a steal. Do you agree with that, Mally? I
1: do And probably the other thing they're not really looking at, besides the fact that they're not a a televised um, team in a lot of places, is that a lot has happened. A lot has moved this year. There's players who are going to be playing new roles that they weren't playing last year. And if you're just looking back at um, ADPs or um, end-of-season averages, you're probably going to miss out on a few um, a few little golden nuggets here, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, look, how about, for starters, you just take us through the ins and the outs, and I'll jump in if I think that there's anything really relevant apart from uh, when we delve into it properly into the stats. Take us away, man
1: so they've got um they've got Jordan Poole coming in. They've got a, a close friend of yours, Tyus Jones, one of your top two tight ty- uh top two Jones brothers. He um we've got Galinari. What's that? He is a my guy. He, he's definitely a my guy. Uh, Landry Landry Shamit. Some people say he's the uh, ugliest man in the NBA. Uh, we've got Bilal Kalabali, who's their rookie that they uh they worked up for uh-huh. to in, uh, in the draft to collect. Um, they've got Tristan Vukovic. Uh, he's looks like he's staying in Serbia, which is a bit of a bummer because they need big men on this team. they got Patrick Baldwin Jr. and they got Ryan Rollins um, in the trade, too. So on the way out, some massive names. Bradley Beal. He's uh, he's obviously gone to the Suns. Chris Porzingis. He's off to the Celtics. So a couple of um big-name teams. Montaigne Morris. I don't think he'll particularly be missed. Jay Half, Jordan Goodwin, and uh, Isaiah Todd's gone as well.
0: Look, apart from the obvious, um, like Chris Stepp's poor Zingas and Bradley Beal leaving, and even Monte Morris, he was a starter. Like, you know, let's not take away from the fact that he was a starter. He could have been the worst starting point guard in the league last year. But realistically, um, what have we got? We've got what, 25 shots a night between those blokes? Like, we've got yeah. a lot. And, like, you know, your Tyce Jones, your Jordan Poole, Landry Shamit's going to take a couple. I think there's going to be a fair bit of growth from within with the Wizards. So I'm excited to see how that spread happens.
1: And, then look, we've got a, we've got a giant unicorn-sized hole that's emerged there as well. And I know you and I had a bit of a conversation about the fact that um a young and improving and coming up to his prime, Jordan Poole, and uh, uh, moving out the other end, Bradley Beal, probably cancelled each other out pretty well. But there is still that huge gap that's going to be left by um, Paul Zingas that we're going to talk about how we think that's going to be filled, who's going to take the shots, um, you know, who's going to do the things that he was doing.
0: And love. You know, we're going to go through the slides and mainly we're going to focus on the blokes that played for the Wizards when we do a deep dive. But, like, one thing I'd like to note was like, Beale has been a top 15, I suppose, fantasy relevant guy. Like, even last year, he was getting taken, what, mid 20s? Though, when you have a bloke like Jordan Poole that people were taking in the 70s or the 80s, um, actually, you've done the slides, so we'll look at uh, exactly where he was um like yeah. there's gonna be that growth there and maybe you could get a steal taking jordan pool at his current adp um i'm not sure jordan pool's as good as bradley beale i just want to yeah. i just want to leave that there straight away but there's going to be some shots yeah and
1: there's a crossover you know like like paul's getting better and beale's getting older and he's he's on the other side of his prime he's obviously in a better team than he was last year but yeah, I think under a fantasy um, scope, I think Jordan Poole's is definitely a person we need to have um, stuck in our minds. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna throw you one that you don't even know that we're gonna bring up. You're sitting there, you're sitting at pick fifty four. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you need a shooting guard. Jordan Poole's sitting there, Bradley Beal sitting there. Who do you pick? <sighs>
1: Well, I'm going to pick pool. I'm going to pick pool this year. Obviously, um, if you would have asked me this question 12 months ago, my answer would have been vastly different. But yeah, I'm picking pool. I'm guessing by the the tone of your voice, you're not uh, not agreeing with me there.
0: No, I think Bradley Beal's going to get some quality shots. I think he's at least proven, I suppose, a few things on his scape. And Jordan Poole was a good player and. We'll probably delve in a little bit. His stats got a lot better when he didn't play with Steph Curry. Look who's not on this team, Steph Curry. You probably couldn't get anyone further from Steph Curry in a starting point guard position than Tyus Jones. But I just want to go with the proven. I think Bradley Beal will still be really good, and I think that Jordan Poole might turn out some toilet-sized efficiency numbers this year. I agree, but there was one thing that I picked up on
1: what you said there was um, he, that Bill's going to get a lot of quality shots, and he is going to get a lot of quality shots, but Jordan Poole's going to get a lot of poor quality shots. He's <laughs> going to have all the poor quality shots that he wants so I can share a few with Kuz, but yeah, I think that's the difference, isn't it? One man's probably going to get less shots, better shots, more, more are going to go in and the other man's going to get um, yeah, it's going to be a, a buffet he's just going to be able to take whatever he wants.
0: And I really think like the general consensus is that the general consensus is that Jordan Poole's going to have a better year than Bradley Beale. But all I'm saying is let's not sleep on Bradley Beale. Bradley Beale's still the same player that he was. Bradley Beale's still a good quality player. He's still 30. Like, were you drafting LeBron top six? Sorry, when he was 30. Bradley Beal's not LeBron, but he's still decent. He's going to be in a team that's going to be scoring a lot of points. Washington Wizards might not actually score that. I think they're actually going to be a good offense, but they might actually just be garbage as well, which isn't isn't usually good for fantasy.
1: No, it isn't. And, you know, we'll probably get to that in later slides, but the last time we had a conversation was about the Spurs and we look at how their season played out last year from a fan. Well, in a in a, a competitive NBA light, but also in a fantasy light, where they were just tanking and shutting things down um, after the All Star break, things wound down pretty quickly. And then you look at this team this year, and you go, oh, "I see some similarities." You know, uh, is that a risk that you think um, people should be wary of? That some of these players that we see on well, the next slide when we roll through are going to get shut down early when they're when they're not making uh, making the playoffs. Or even the play in.
0: Looking at the starting five of this team, I'm not sure they need to rest players to be shit.
1: <laughs> like, also like poetically said.
0: Yeah, like realistically, like Kyle Kuzma hasn't had a successful year as a basketball player yet. He's had some really good fantasy years. He's had some years yeah. where he scored some points. He's had some years where he scored a lot of hype. He got an M&M haircut, which was fantastic. But realistically, it's... these guys haven't had good years. Like Tyce Jones has always been a small role player on fairly decent teams. Let's just remember Tyce Jones was a backup to Jeff Teague. so, um, yeah. I'm really high on him due to the opportunity, due to the shots, due to how much I think that he's going to be able to play, and I really like him as a player. But when I have a look at these guys around him, I'm not seeing a fantastic basketball team. And that's probably something that I'm going to asterisk a lot of this these discussions about.
1: Again, neither were the 22, 23 Spurs. They didn't need to try and tank, and they did. And, they, I mean, they had a bigger purpose. They had Wemby to chase. and. That's obviously um, less chum in the water this year. There's there's not the players that we uh, that we saw in this year's draft are going to be around next year. But um, yeah, it's something we think about. Well, let's let's start by having a little look at Tyus Jones. I know that's a man you you like talking about. Yes. And I guess I think we think about the guy from last year, and we think about a man who played a backup role to um, Jar. And I think a lot of people have in their mind that he was a really strong. Six man, but I think he did his best work in that in that starting lineup. You would have watched more games than I would have um, in, in a Grizzlies jersey. So, what do you think about that? Are, are we yeah, are we worried in any way that he's taking a starting role, or is he is, is it just going to be strength to strength for tires?
0: No, I think that he has been the best backup in the league for years. He was great when he was backing up Jeff Teague. He's been great when he was backing up Mike Conley. He's great when he's backing up ja Morant. I think a lot of the puff, a lot of the value of him is being squeezed out by hype at the moment. And the fact Mm. that the Yahoo current ADP data has him getting picked at 80, I really like him. I really like taking him at 80, or 90 thinking that maybe he could be the 60th best player. But just remember, like, if his current ADP data is 80, then some people are taking him at 100, but some people are taking him at 60. There's just sort of an air of caution. Um, His usage hasn't been that great. His efficiency is pretty good, even if his free throw isn't that good for a a point guard. Um, But, yeah, that late, getting those assists, I've found myself picking him up in most drafts in and around
1: yeah. that 90. Well, let me read through his numbers here and you can tell me there'll be some obvious ones that we can see trending up. We've got a little cute plus symbol next to him. So we obviously both think that that's the direction he's going. That's hot. But you tell me what you think is going to change. it is, isn't it? Um, so a usage of 17.5, I think. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I reckon you might think that'll be going up. Um, 24 yeah. minutes a game is a bit of a no-brainer. How about 10.3 points on this team?
0: Yeah, I think, I think just in maybe the fact that I think that he'll be playing 30 minutes a night should bump that up to closer to 15, 16. Yeah. He's 1.53s. Yep. Yep. That's going to go up to two.
1: Yep. His field goal percentage at 44% might take a little hit, but I can't see that. That's obviously not going to drop below 40%. I
0: I realistically think that he's going to be the same um, as that.
1: Yeah. And then we've got eighty percent from the line. That's not going to change. Two and a half rebounds. Uh, there's not much to say on that. Five point two assists. I think he's going to deal the ball out a little bit more than that. Just depends if the people around him can put it in, like the um, like the people who surrounded him at uh, Memphis.
0: Can I um? Can I throw you a stats? And I'm going to shout out a great website in Stat News and something that I think is a little more relevant than these than these slides. And it's that Tyce Jones averaged yeah. 13.2 points, 7.1 assists, and 3.4 rebounds in 58 games without Ja Morant while he played for the Grizzlies. And I think, like, the Grizzlies weren't fantastic every year that he played. Like, he played 30 minutes a night, and I think that's what he's going to get. So I think that we can expect seven assists... 13 points and 3.4 rebounds. You know, 1.5 assists. His field goal percentage actually went up through that period um, and his free throw percentage stayed the same. But that's sort of where I see him this year. Like, I just want to look at his stats without Jar Morant. And that, to me, screams the 80th best player.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking now at what I have him as. there you go, you say 80th best player. I'm looking at where I have him on my draft list and I have him bang on 79. So does that mean (laughs) I'm higher on Tyus Jones than you, Matrix?
0: Fuck. I took him at 72 in my last draft because I just couldn't, like in, I was sitting there at 72 and I just couldn't find anybody that had the upside of getting me seven assists. And I needed a point (laughs) guard at that point. So you can't collect
1: all the balls this year. You can't collect all the balls. So you've got to collect all the Joneses. (laughs) um and there's a real pos- another thing- there's a
0: real possibility that i have Tyson and trey jones in most leagues
1: yeah I, i've seen i've seen and i i envy you i think they're people that i'm going to look for as well especially at that end of the draft and um you know he, he and his brother are a little different you know i think their assists are about the same um obviously tires can shoot a three ball and his brother can't but um maybe some more defensive stats out of his brother last thing i want to say about him before we move on we've also got to remember and i I don't pitch a tent for um for turnovers but some people do um this man is like like an nba height in his ability to um hold the ball you know he he doesn't get turnovers like he's what is his um points turnover assist attorney turnover ratio it's pretty insane Um, Yeah, I don't have it in front of me,
0: but I just know that, you know, just you watch him play and you just think he's a smart player. I think if you've made the NBA and you're at Tyus Jones height, you have to be – like, he's only 1.88. He's only, like, seven centimetres taller than me, and I get made fun of for being a short-ass in the basketball community. So, realistically, just for him to be able to play NBA – um, he has to be very intelligent and his yep. assist to turnover ratio is something that you can bank on. That's fine.
1: All right, I'll talk about him. We've talked more about Tyus Jones and even people in his own family. So let's um, uh let's, He is
0: the good one, yeah. right? He
1: he's he's in the he's in the top two for sure. <laughs> is that a third brother?
0: I don't want to miss wonder... any of the Joneses. I wonder if he's got a sister. Um, Look, I know that (laughs) we're going to talk about Jordan Poole and that a little bit later. Um, I know that we're going to, you know, a little sneak peek, we're going to talk about the battle between Corey Kispert and Danny Avdia. Uh, But Kyle Kuzma, I know that you're super high on him. Um, He had last year an ADP of 94, and his ADP's kind of slipped back to 100 in current Yahoo um, ADP data. He's the 113th no. best player, and I don't actually understand it. I'm just
1: looking at this team, mate. Not like, nobody can shoot a ball. Like, let's look at these tires. Kyle Not Kim. really. Jordan Poole. Who? Kyle can Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting to. Like, the fact that the people that are surrounding him, no one else is going to want to take the shot. It's going to, like, be that pass the ball to Tucker. They're just going to give it to him, he's going to do all the work. I mean, Jordan Poole. <laughs> You know, you can think about them as um, you know, one and one A or whatever. I think they're both going to take their fair share of shots. But I, I think just even based on that alone, like what did he shoot last year? Um, he was a, he was a forty-five percent shooter. He was scoring twenty-one points a night next to Bradley Beal and next to um Porzingis. That number's going up. Um he can, you know, he's gonna he's gonna absolutely um obliterate both of your percentages because I think with the size that he's putting on now too he's gonna get to the line more like he's he's just got that bigger body like the size difference between him from his Lakers days to now is um you know he, he's been in the weight room I guess he's just a bigger guy and they might even play him a small ball five at points do you cool. think that's a possibility yeah <sighs>
0: Look, they might try it because everybody seems to try it at the moment, but it's garbage. I've sort of considered him as somebody that could be considered a small forward in the way that I like to yeah. watch basketball being played. Um, I think that he's a perfect power forward for these guys. I think that maybe yeah. he's going to get a lot of shots. I think if you can get that 27% usage playing with Bradley Beals and Chris Datsporzingis, fuck it, playing with Tyce Jones and Jordan Poole, it's gonna it's going to go north. And there's only growth from this bloke. Like, you're going to get negative stats. His field goal percentage is going to be garbage. His free throw percentage has always been pretty bad. His turnovers are going to be bad. But if you've tailored your team that way, Kyle Kuzma at 100 is fantastic value. I think Kyle Kuzma at 80 is fantastic value. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I think, too, you know, like, those percentages are poor and the and the shots he's going to get from the line and the shots he's going to take in and outside the paint, it's going to be a hard time having him. I think if you've shored up your other percentages and this guy's still sitting around in the nineties and hundreds, and you're feeling confident, or you've already um, punted it anyway, you've had a look at your team and gone, "Well, this isn't going to work." I can shore up my my um, my points and my rebounds categories. You know, you're not going to get any defensive numbers from him, but the things he does, he does well.
0: Yeah, and or I think you know what you fantasy, get. Flight. Like, I know what you're going to get with Kyle Kuzma, but also I think that he's got extra opportunity than he had with the Lakers, than he had with the Wizards last year. Like, if his ADP was 94 last year, it's fucking bonkers that it's 100 this year. I know it's mock drafts, but again, speaking about these mock drafts, if you're doing mock drafts this far out from the season, like we are, I genuinely think you know what you're talking about, or at least you think that you know what you're talking about. And I think Kyle Kuzma should be he's at like 80 in my board. Um, I yeah. think that I might take Tyce Jones before because he doesn't ruin my percentages, but I do like the fact that he's gonna score probably an extra twelve points a night.
1: And yeah, I'm 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 stupid, but I'm I'm taking him closer to the seventies. I don't know. There's something about him this year, like he's going from being the third option of the team to the first option. They just paid him 102 mil over four years. Like, they want to keep him there. They think that he's, like, something worth building around, building a culture around. He's not disgruntled. He doesn't want to get out of Washington, you know. I guess he, he saw what the other side was like in um in Los Angeles, and he's quite happy to be here. So, yeah, I don't know. Something about him.
0: Does 8 Mile have a basketball team? Because I think he'd like to play there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he'd get a
0: run. I disagree with you with the fact that Kyle Kuzma is the number one option for this team. I think Jordan Poole will be the number one option, Uh, but I do still see growth in Kyle Kuzma. Um, Some backup minutes. Landry Chamott's going to stand in the corner. Um, His usage is going to be low. Um, I think his minutes are going to stay about the same because I think Phoenix needed somebody that would stand in the corner and just hit his shots. I think that you can probably just get that out of Corey Kispert, which is a little bit better than Landry Schammett. And I think that Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia are going to take the minutes from Shamut. So I don't really see a massive, I don't see that much upside in Landry Schammett. Um Are we happy to gloss over him?
1: Yeah, he can he can go by the wayside. I agree. And, you know, I don't know if you're meant to segue from Kyle Kuzma to Landry Shamut with garbage field goal percentage, but. That would have been a sweet way to go from one to the next. How about Daniel Gafford? Your thoughts on him?
0: I think that – so you did the slide. That's a disclaimer. Things I do really well, I talk and I drink beers. You did all the hard work on this one. Uh, But I I I noticed that you didn't put Xavier Cooks in there. And I think if Xavier Cooks is your best backup, you're going to be playing a lot more than 20 minutes a night. It's going to be 30 minutes a night. It's going to be 32 minutes a night. I don't know how much Mike Mascala is going to be playing um, because, like, they're going to be kind of okay to lose. I've enjoyed watching Xavier Cooks play for the Kings. Uh, we're going to be doing an NBL Supercoach podcast, um, and I watched a fair bit of Xavier Cooks when he played in Australia. I think he's really good, and I think he's better than Mike Muscala, but I don't think he's much more than a 15 minutes per night guy.
1: No, I agree. And and when we look at Daniel Gafford too, I remember I picked him up off the waivers last year. And even though, I mean, he's a true centre by the old sense of the word. He stands at 6'10", so uh, he's not extremely tall. Um, He's only 24, so he's pretty young, but this is quite a young team with a couple of old heads. Um, 73% field goal percentage. He was one of the best in the league for that. Um, 68% from the line, but he doesn't take a lot of shots from there, so he's not going to really pull you apart anyway. He's not a Giannis in that sense. Um, His rebounding's a bit off. 5.6 rebounds. Isn't that anything to get excited about? 1.3 blocks. I kind of feel like last season, that was worth getting excited about, but I see all these guys coming in this year and all the or the blocks that could be had from other players in the league or these young guys coming in. And, and that doesn't excite me that much anymore. Um, I just also remember having him last year and constantly having my finger over the drop button as I watch him enter games, leave games, enter game, leave games. I mean, there was a lot of that was, he'd just get in foul trouble, but I think at the same time, he, he seemed to get weird little niggling injuries and, I don't know what kind of game they were playing at um, with the Wizards last year, but that that gives me um, that gives me concerns. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've got, uh, him, I've I, got him about that 90 range, though, because, look, at, there's, as you said, there's no real depth on this team for centre, so they've got to give it to someone, and he's got to be the guy.
0: Hey, he's about the same for me, but I just haven't found myself. I suppose I've seen him at the top of my list drafting and I've just found myself taking someone like Wendell Carter Jr. or just waiting and getting someone like Steven Adams and just saying, oh, fuck, do I really care about free throw percentage? Gafford's a shit anyway. Uh, But one outlier I wanted to put with Daniel Gafford is that without Chris that's porzingis in six games last year, he scored 16.8 points, nine rebounds and 1.6 assists. Um yeah, I think that, like, when he gets his uptick up into that 27 minutes per night, 30 minutes per night, I think this guy could average a double-double. Um, and yeah. if you're in a competition with double-doubles, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, I think the second you see Daniel Gafford injured, pick up Xavier Cooks off off waivers. Um Australia are playing right now, actually. Uh, We were just watching um the mm-hmm. reason Patty Mills wasn't playing minutes for an NBA team, Australian legend Patty Mills, but yeah, look, he was stinking it up up there, but Xavier cooks is serviceable as a center as, as long as that he has these really good players around him. Um, So I think if you see Daniel Gafford go down, pick up Xavier cooks off your waivers. I think that he's a better chance than Mike Muscala. And, Daniel Gafford, I think that you can expect probably 15-9 and from him. And if you play double-doubles, that's a really good role to play.
1: Yeah. I think the only other person really worth talking about here is D-Long Wright. Um, I know that, again, he was a guy I looked to constantly off the waivers last year for for, the steals. You know, you could just pull him in when you were getting close to winning a steals category. He got 1.3 of them um, per game last year, which is – um, you know, worth paying some attention to. I think there was, I think there was a game there where he got maybe five in a game, and this is obviously, I think this is coming off the bench too. It wasn't even playing a start um, when Beal wasn't around, and yeah, that made a big difference to me. But he's not someone who's who earns a spot on your roster. Um, he, you just bring him in off the waivers when you need him. But he's there, and he'll probably play. I guess uh, the bulk of the backup point guard minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm curious because I'm not a guy that really follows. I don't watch. I'd rather watch Australian basketball than spend my time watching college basketball. So I really struggle in that space. Um, And that's only because of where we live. I like to watch the local comp, and that's what I like to do. But if Tyus Jones gets injured, uh, is is Blue... We're going to talk about uh, Koulibaly in a little bit. But DeLon Wright (laughs) has three triple-doubles in his career. So I think that I find myself sometimes if I'm playing in those um, unique comps, those uh, little outlier comps, um, sometimes I just like to add Delon in my team because I just know that he's really good, and I watched him play for the Grizzlies myself. So
1: yeah, if you've got deep roster, why not chuck him on there? But you know, yep. there's going to be people coming up, especially all these this young talent we're seeing coming through for the 23 24 season. You don't want to chog up your um up your bench too much with players like him um, if you see Tyce get hurt and go down pick him up otherwise just use him for for uh for steals when you need him do you want to look <laughs> at the starting lineup oh and Daniel yep, is there as well but after being out for a year i don't know he's older i'm not that interested I, in him as, from a fantasy standpoint
0: i do find it in the first week if you find yourself Watching teams. Really watch these unique teams. Watch teams like the Washington Wizards. And if Danilo Gallinari plays 20-odd minutes the first night, then go, fuck it. I'm going to take a risk on him and put him in your team. But don't, like, yeah, don't draft him. That's not what we're saying. Maybe just keep an eye on it. Maybe watch the Wizards. Just see what happens. Maybe he's just... Tore the house down in preseason, and um, yeah, and he's really going to earn those minutes because it, the Danilo Gallinari of old would be really a serviceable player on this team, I think. So,
1: yeah, he's got pedigree. So we'll we'll look at the starting lineup now. Um, we've already had a big t- chat about Tyus Jones. I think his minutes here uh, are pretty safe. Jordan Poole, he's he's starting. Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford. The only one that's up in the air a bit, we're going to have a bit of a deeper dive in a minute, is Danny Advia or whether Corey Kispert are going to start at the three. They provide you with um, a pretty different skill set. Maybe it'll be a night-for-night thing, depending on who they match up against. Maybe we've got Advia starting and then Kispert, you know, closing games out. I'm not too sure. And I think that's one of those wait and see what happens in um in the preseason before that i've got down here that they've got they've got quite a bit of wing depth um they're very shallow at center um we're going to see an, an old-fashioned shootout between coos and Poole. both of them are going to get plenty of um plenty of shots all the shots that they can handle and yeah just the fact that the other, last thing that we really have here with this starting lineup is that you can probably see when we look across this the span of the league across the thirty teams that um yeah they've probably had the biggest shakeup over the off season, don't you reckon? Like they've really torn it down. They're obviously starting again. They got rid of their all stars. They've promoted some youth. They've got pulled a few guys in that um, were looking for a bigger role um, than what they were being given on their team. In Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole. Um. Yeah, they've they've got who could be quite an exciting rookie coming in. So, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, they're not really going to um light the world on fire this year.
0: I don't. I don't want to be fucking cliche, but I wonder whether like trust the process is sort of the situation here. Like they got cuckolded by that Bradley Beal no trade clause. Like I would be surprised if I see another no trade clause after that. That was. That was awful. What they got for Beale was absolutely Light across. Yeah. De- devastating for the franchise. Like that could be a worse. That could be a trade that we look back on that's worse than that Paul Pierce Brooklyn Nets trade, which I personally think is the worst trade of all time. But what they did with getting blokes like Tyce Jones, Jordan Poole. Um they've already went ahead and got themselves Kyle Kuzma years before. Um, they've got guys that want to be there and they've got guys that are talented. Um I think that they'll be able to keep Tyus Jordan, and Kuzma together on the promise that, hey guys, we suck this year, we're gonna get some good draft picks. Maybe uh, Denny Avdia grows into a really good, <laughs> really good defender, and they've got a good base for a good team. They're gonna be crap this year, but I think that they're gonna to get top five picks next year. So
1: yeah. yeah. I can agree with that.
0: Let's let's look, let's talk about our boy, the Pearl Party, Jordan Poole. Um the most exciting thing I saw when you put these stats together was how he is without Curry. So talk to me about it because that's what I want to do with Tyus Jones. Um talk about him without Jar and they're completely different stats, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well we look we look across the board here and we've just compared his um his his averages for the year to the averages of the games that he played without Curry. And you can see the difference it made him being the um you know the lead on offense. He had the extra four minutes a game, he was putting up an extra six points with that, he was making more threes, the field goal took a field goal percentage took a dip, which is to be expected. He was getting to the line more rebounds and assists stayed about the same. I'm surprised he didn't get a few more assists um, when he was out there, but he's a guy that he does his own work. He makes his own shot. You know, I think a lot of the time he's not out there looking for other people. He's out there looking for the shot that he can make. He's driving, you know, he's doing all that silly business. So, um, yeah, the, the the steals and blocks stay about the same. But, yeah, I think obviously the biggest thing here is the scoring um, and the threes. Three uh, three, minutes,
0: that we... three and a half minutes a night for an extra six points. Like, I know you play basketball. I play basketball. Fucking I'm lucky to score six points in the whole game, let alone get six points in an extra three minutes. Like, without Curry, he's not going to see Curry. Tyus Jones isn't going to be taking the shots. Denny Abdi is not going to be taking the shots. Daniel Gafford's just going to be there to clean up the mess that Jordan Poole makes. So... Shit. If you take Jordan Poole in the fourth or fifth round, your field goal percentage is gone, but you're still holding your free throw percentage up. You're going to get some turnovers. He's still going to get assists, I think. He's going to pass it to his to his guys. He's still not a bad passer uh, because he creates so much attention. I'm... Yeah. M- I'm not as high as most on Jordan Poole. I noticed on current ADP data, he was going in and around that 50. I think if he was sitting in there around that 60 range, I would be ecstatic to get him. But I'm just not going to reach for a guy that, like, that was five assists per game passing to some elite players. There's not that many elite players for the Wizards. What do you think?
1: Right. Um, and I think it's gonna be exciting to see him play outside of um the, the Golden State system. I think, you know, he's gonna have some more flexibility. They're gonna let him do what he wants. He's gonna get all the shots he wants. Um, and I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, um, which he one of his kind teammates tried to knock out of him. But um, that's why I've got there that I think he's got a low percentage chance of getting smacked in the face by a teammate this year. But um you never know. I don't, isn't it, isn't Kuzmer a bit of a street fighter? He might come and um and have to saw Jordan pull out, give him a bit of a humbler next. But
0: well, I think it's going to be him because I think Wes Unseld Junior is pretty happy just to go with the flow and and let the guys find their shots and just like let Poole exist in his own little world. I, I think there is going to be a lot of shots before he gets punched.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't mind him. At, I don't mind him
1: at fifty. I think. Um, you know in all the um in all the years that i've been playing fantasy basketball you really start to live by that you got to risk it to get the biscuit mentality you know what i mean like you can go with what's tried and tested and you know you can come in third place but if you start looking at guys like this looking at the upside they have taking a little gamble or if you take them and you wait for them to have those hot games cuz he's going to be showy he's a guy that you can put it put up on um on your trading block and, and see who you get for him. You know what I mean? He's gonna have big games and if you don't want yeah. him, he's gonna be an easy piece to move along. But,
0: but I just wonder like like Jordan Poole's getting taken twenty five shot uh, spots above Zion at the moment. Like if you've got like if you want to risk it to get the biscuit, aren't you taking someone else? I wonder whether sixty is risking it to get the biscuit. He's never really proven that he's a top fifty guy. Like take him at 60, and there's a small chance of him being a – you've seen stuff that size. There's a small chance of him being a uh, top 30 guy. There's a bit bigger chance of him being a – Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see my setup at the moment. Um, There's this much of a chance of him being a top 40 guy, you know, top 50 guy, so he's 10 spots above where you're taking him anyway. Like, I wonder whether 60 is a big enough risk, and I'm willing to let other people take that risk, I think.
1: You know, you made a good point with Zion, and I probably hadn't really thought about that. But um, I've also seen Jordan Poole play in the last two years. So, you know, when I say risk, maybe I mean like a risk that might pay off. <laughs> I might have words later on in the year. We'll see. I can't,
0: I can't wait to beat you with all my – I'm going to buy a Zion jersey this year because I am all in on that guy. Let's go maybe, to people maybe. that I'm – you go on. I was, I was just going to say, leaving um, leaving Jordan
1: Poole, maybe I have a soft spot for the guy because um, I think there's a lot of time that people want to punch me in the face. So maybe there's a little bit of a connection there, you know.
0: <laughs> I've never really compared myself to Draymond Green, but I might. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want offence or defence in your Washington Wizards? Because when I look at Kuzma, there's not a lot of defence going on. When I look at Poole, there's not a lot of defence going on. Um, what do you think they're going to want out of their small forward spot? And I suppose the biggest discussion is Corey but Denny Avdia. We see them shaking hands now, but they might be each other's biggest rivals.
1: Yeah, I think so. And um, I don't know. I think that you made the point as clear as you can. There's one that plays offense well. There's one that plays defense well. And um, when you look at the flip side, the other one can't do very well, you know, on the other end of the court. I think that we're going to have Denny Advia Advia starting games and then we're going to have Kispert finishing games. Um, Maybe in the offseason, Advia's shots come along a little bit and we can only hope for that. And maybe that gives him a little bit more court time. I've just got down there that I'm worried about it being a death by timeshare. You know, I don't know. Maybe having both of these guys on the same team is going to um, negate both of their value. Like, Wes Unsell Jr. seems to like playing Corey Kispert. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, Abdia played (laughs) more minutes last year, I would say that there's more upside with Denny Avdia. He's not scoring a lot less points, but he's obviously not very offensively gifted. I think just having, like, if you're happy to take, and Denny Avdia being on the court is going to be great for Jordan Poole, and it's going to be great for Kyle Kuzma. It's not going to be so great for for Tyce Jones because they're going to find him and he's going to miss the shot. But his assists are okay, out of position. His rebounds are good. Um, he does get steals. He's a big, lengthy motherfucker. Um, I do just really like Denny Avdia. I think that he is a guy that I'm going to be taking with the last pick in a lot of drafts, a lot of 12-team drafts.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the place where I'd look for him too. It would be nice if some of his... um Defensive prowess kind of um, translated to his fantasy game, you know, coming in under a steal and half a block doesn't really um, get the needle moving much, but, um, you know, there's a possibility that we see, um, we see that improve as well. So I think you take him with your last pick, you see what they roll out in those first couple of games and um, yeah, and you go from there.
0: I think if he's a good basketball player and he proves to Wes that he is a serviceable player that should be on the court and he earns himself some more court times whether it's fantasy relevant or not he's gonna score more point points per game if he's out there for 32 minutes a night um and I think that like his defensive prowess might just get him more minutes out there. I wonder whether with Poole and Kuzma and and Tyus and, and all those sorts of guys I wonder if he even need like they need to score that many points from the from the small forward position. And if they want a guy to stand in the corner and hit shots, kiss but your guy. If you want a guy to um, to defend your best player, I'd be – if I was the coach, Denny Avdia. I'm not, but Denny Avdia would be getting the minutes for me.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, your dad didn't play in the NBA, so. All right,
0: let's there head into Bilal Kulabali. Um lost you lost you there for a minute so I suppose we can look at his summer league minutes we can have a look at his summer league minutes and um, he scored 12 points per game um, shooting 40%, 68% free throw percentage 4.8 rebounds 2 assists, but they moved up in the draft to get him Um, so they obviously see him as part of the system again with his wingspan to height ratio I think that he's a guy that could really I suppose take some of the minutes like we're looking at the starting lineup and we're just thinking we know that Tyus is going to get the minutes we know that Poole's going to get the minutes we know that Kuzma's going to get the minutes but Bilal could even impact those last couple guys don't you think
1: yeah, definitely. And we talked about um, the security of Denny Advia's role. This guy kind of seems like a Denny Advia on steroids. Like, look how lengthy he is. Like, they they're, they're comparing him to Quai with his wingspan. You know, I'd love to see this dude do a cartwheel. It'd Be amazing. Um, yeah. He's he's an explosive athlete. You know, he he's quick on the defensive end. He can he can hold his own. Well, more than more than truly hold his own. I don't know if he's got caught up in the Wemby hype. And, you know, I think a lot of the talent scouts obviously saw what he could do, um, you know, when he was playing for Metro 92s. So, um, but yeah, you're right. The Wizards see something in him. They obviously went for their guy and, um, and moved up that draft spot to, to pick him up. Um, I don't know. I love a guy who can, who can work defense. I, I've, th- there's been a couple of years where I've really um, tried to work into a, a really strong defensive team in fantasy. And this guy looks like a guy maybe in another couple of years' time that um, I'll see you there. But he might get minutes this year. This team's going nowhere. You know, he's going to get court time. Let's just see
0: what he can do. If they're not going anywhere, like like if we're talking about the job share between Kispet and uh, Denny Avdia, like if Bilal's just a good version of that, do they just fucking throw him in? Like I'm not a guy that looks too much at college league. I'd rather spend my time watching the NBL. We have our own fantasy comps doing that uh, for you American listeners, and I think you can enter it. You win a car if you win. You can send it to my house. But...
1: now nah, cars <laughs> are cheap as anything over in America. They don't care.
0: <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know a lot about Bilal, but is the Corey Kispert, Denny Avdi at just moot because they're just going to give Bilal the minutes? The East Coast cooler. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, and I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him listed from six six to six eight. Like, apparently, this guy, um, you know, rises and shrinks in the midday sun. But yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see what he can do. But it it gives you a little bit of wariness thinking about it from a fantasy point of view, doesn't it? When you've got three guys vying for one position, yeah, just um, makes you a little bit nervous. And that's why I mean- you're not really taking them any side on the on this side of a hundred.
0: Man, like I wonder looking at this and I just said I'd take Denny after with the last pick and I have in mocks looking at these Bilal stats, maybe like more the stats they moved up to get him maybe. And like how bad I think the wizards are going to be. Maybe i just stay away from that three position. If I get Kuzma or Tyus, I'm pretty happy. I don't think I'm going to be able to get both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe you it's don't. just
0: a waiver wire watch list.
1: And do you want two guys from the Wizards this year? Like, if they go to shutdown mode and they don't play those guys that look for silly injuries, you know, obviously you've, you've got to be able to get to the finals first and they'll probably get you there. But it, it gives me a bit of um pause for thought. I mean, the only other thing I want to talk about him is that he was only over a four-game sample size, but 2.3 blocks in summer league. That's a little bit exciting. Like, if you can do that, that's... A Yeah, it is a little bit spicy, isn't it? But apparently everybody in this draft class can do that. They just come out of this in a standard build at two and a half blocks a game. So it's
0: like me on two K. Yeah, yeah, mate. Where do you see the Wizards? Um, Are they the worst team in the East?
1: They'd be getting pretty close. I don't know. I. I start to get a little bit excited when we talk about Paul and, and and Kuzma, and then I think about the players they really are. You know, I think my excitement comes from their fantasy profile and what 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 they could provide this year on a team that's just opened the gates and said, "Have at it." Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to see someone like Xavier Cooks get a run, just as a couple of Australians. That would be a little bit um, of a joy. Love to see the. Australians getting a run in the NBA. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Tyus. Like, I don't know. I think there's I think there's fantasy hype around what, what could happen in this team. But you're right, I think at the end of the day, we're going to see them pretty close to the bottom of the ladder, if not the bottom of the ladder.
0: Like, let's play a little bit of a game. Are they going to be better than the Chicago Bulls?
1: <laughs> if I get it wrong, do I have to take an item of clothing off?
0: No, no. You have to buy me a beer. My kind of game. You have to no. buy me a beer. Same result.
1: Same result. Same end result. Are what they was than question? the question? I was Chicago lost in Bulls. your
0: eyes. Are they better than the Chicago uh, Bulls? Yeah. They are? Uh, yeah. Are yeah, they better than the like, Orlando like, Magic? I'm... No. Are they better than the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah. Are they Charlotte Hornets.
1: Are they better than the Sydney Kings?
0: Are they better than the Detroit Pistons?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like I just said, they're at the bottom of the ladder. of it. you start starting to roll these teams off. But I don't know maybe it's just because I've been talking about them for 49 minutes and 52 seconds that I think they're better than what they are. But, yeah, we'll see.
0: So I think that Cade automatically – is a better player than anyone we just spoke about tonight. So I think that the Pistons will finish a little bit higher. I think that Chicago, just through having blokes like Vooch and DeMar DeRozan and whatever, will be a little bit better than them. And I rate LaMelo way more than any of these guys. I think that Charlotte might be able to make the moves. I know No one wants to live in Charlotte. Apparently no one wants to live in the capital. I suppose no one wants to live in Canberra in Australia either. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's too cold. Um, But I could see the Wizards probably being the worst team in the East and getting the opportunity for a really high pick. But I do think having Tyus, having Jordan Poole, and having Kyle Kuzma are a good platform. And I think if they can get an elite center or an elite small forward or – you know what, an elite point guard which pushes Tyce Jones back into that, you know, that backup role that he's been so good at in the fut- in the past, that in the future that this team has these right building blocks to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And just give him
1: some time, you know, like this is a team that's going to have to figure out how to play with each other out there on the court, so don't get too hasty, Um that's coming from me, Maddie. and you know how I love to panic as soon as someone has one bad game on the second night of the NBA, and I yeah, try and trade my whole team.
0: Yeah, because I'm trading with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's generally what happens, but yeah, just just temper your expectations. But um, yeah, I think I think going back to that second slide, we've got a lot of guys who are going to make improvements this year, just purely through. Um, you know, minutes on the court and having a yeah, ball in their hand that they didn't have last year. The opportunity is the word I'm looking for. Like it's a cracker. Yeah, a like word. I
0: have I have Tice at eighty. Um, I'm happy to take Kyle around that time. I'm happy to take Gafford in and around that hundred. And Jordan Poole, I've got him at sixty. People will probably reach for him, but that's okay. If people reach for a bloke like that, everybody else from your board slides up and you get a guy that you want. So
1: winner either way
0: mate that wraps it up for me um thanks for thanks for coming on chatting about the washington wizards um you can find me at s c underscore matrix on twitter and you can find the dildo seller live my fantasy live underscore my underscore fantasy on x um, enjoy having and- that in
1: your search histories <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you've got some spicy tags there on Twitter. So thanks guys. Yeah. Cheerio.
1: Yeah. Bye boomers. <laughs>